Welcome to the What You Read Next podcast. In this podcast, your host, Lori Ami, will interview published authors to chat about their work, journey to getting published, and their book recommendations. If you share a passion for books and are always looking for your next read, then join us. Hi, Nandini. Welcome to What You Read Next podcast. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm, I'm Nandini Bajpai, and I'm the author of A Match Made in Mendy which is a young adult contemporary novel. It came out in 2019. And my new book, Sister of the Bollywood Bride is coming out on 25th of May. And it is also a young adult contemporary novel. Uh, I've written, um, I've, been, I've had a few other books published in India that have been in the middle grade and the young adult area. I grew up in India and went to school and college there. And then I moved to Australia. And half my family lives in Australia. And then I moved here when I met my husband, who's from the Boston area. And I've lived in the Boston area now for over 20 years. So that's me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you had a worldly life. I love this. (laughs) What part of Australia is your family from? So um, I lived in Melbourne most of the time I was there, but most of my family has since moved to Brisbane. So I, I go visit every year, every other year. Now, of course, no one can go, but uh, most of my family is in Brisbane now. Oh, that's so nice. And what part of India is your family? Or are you, where do you grow up with? So I grew up in Delhi, New Delhi. So my family is Rajput. We are from the state of Rajasthan. And, uh, but my father was in the Indian military. So we traveled all over the country. And, you know, but my schooling was all in Delhi. So I'm a Delhiite. I love this. Yeah, I wanted to go to, I, there's a lot of places I want to travel. India and Australia are two of those places I want to travel to. <laughs> They're on my list. And, you know, hopefully in a few years, that could be a possibility, you know, so... <laughs> And I'll be asking you for suggestions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely ask, ask away. I'm happy to, you know, share it. <laughs> I love this. So let's chat about like you write YA books. Um, you have written great YA, and so um, were you a reader of that age group, or what brought you to write YA books? You know, well, I I loved reading um all kinds of genres when I was growing up, and there wasn't. You know, there wasn't that much YA available mm-hmm. in India, but I did read, uh, you know, historical novels that were, I mean, I don't know if you can call Jane Austen historical, but it was about young girls, right? So, yeah. so I, I didn't read much YA until I moved to the US and I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. But when I first started writing, I was writing middle grade and I was writing a fantasy and historicals, not contemporary by mm-hmm. A and uh, how I got into it was Scholastic India had asked me to submit some YA manuscripts and I sent them my historicals and they're like no we need a contemporary story so I sent them five chapters of the book that would become my debut novel and they really loved it and they bought it on a partial and that's how I ended up writing contemporary and once I started I really enjoyed it. What was the process of like transitioning from writing in India, Scholastic India, to writing in the U.S.? Which I know, like the publishing process, completely different. (laughs) There's agents, there's others, there's a lot of gatekeepers. You know. So you know, when I started writing, I I 
did get an agent here for um, a young adult historical that I had finished writing. And that was my book that I got an agent for here and it went out on submission. Luck, uh, you know, sadly it didn't have much luck. This is before We Need of Us books. We were submitting it out in, you know, 2012 and there weren't a lot of takers, but then it got interest in India directly. So you don't need agents in mm -hmm. when you are submitting to publishers in India. So I could go to them directly and they picked it up and they loved it and they published that book and another book and another book. And then um, I started getting interest back in the US because We Need Diverse Books, you know, happened in 2014. I'd published two of my books in India in 2013. So a year before We Need Diverse Books. So it's just the timing. If I had waited, maybe they would have been picked up here. But at the time I didn't have an agent and uh, I ended up publishing my first book in the US with a book packager. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I still didn't have an agent until last year. So I've, you know, I've been through every roadblock you can possibly imagine in the publishing process. I didn't have the rights back to this book because I had it published in India. I had to wait to get it back. And then my editor here bought it. So it was great. In the end, it ended up being fine, but it was a journey. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can imagine. I think I talked to authors about the journey and it's like, it's not, it's not linear. It's not like this, like everything falls into place. It's like no. there's roadblocks, there's challenges, there's pivots, there's different places, yeah. there's different opportunities, there's things that you have to wait, there's plenty of writing that happens, you know. But if you're writing and you're running into problems, you know, just know you're not the only person. It happens to literally everyone. It doesn't, it's not a reflection on the quality of your writing it's not a reflection on where you can be and uh, you know persistence I guess is the name of the game <laughs> I love this and what do you love about writing YA like is it the first times or like what's inspiring the whole trying to figure out who you are the identity all of that all of that, all of that is so, you know, it's such a wonderful age group to write for because, you know, people are finding themselves, people are at the very, you know, threshold of the rest of their life and everything just feels so raw and real. And, you know, um, it's a very interesting age group to write for. And also, you know, as a reader, when young people are reading, when you read at that age, things just, just, you know, it just makes a impact on you. So when I was reading, when I was a teenager, I remember those books so, so clearly in my mind mm -hmm. that things that I've read later on in life don't have that same impact. So it's a really good age group to be writing for, and especially when you're writing about a culture that, you know, most of my readers are new to. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to introduce them to, you know, uh, that world that they don't know and then you know they'll have it for the rest of their life they'll have that connection they'll feel that empathy with these characters that you know come from a background that may not be like this and so what has been the process of writing during the pandemic has it been any easier any harder has it been any challenges or just been productive or just a it's, no no none of those things because you know what it's been like it's it's just such a weird weird time none of us could have imagined it if he had written this into a book people would say this is not realistic 
-hmm. you know it's like dystopia but um, so all i think everybody's uh, timelines if you had a book under contract or editing everything got changed around the timeline shifted and all of us had to deal with being in lockdown in a house and everybody no one's leaving like for a writer you need solitude you need quiet time you need to be able to stare at a wall and just daydream and you can't do that when you have conference calls in every room in the house you know my husband's got conference calls my kids are having classes online everybody's talking at the same time so it's, it was harder to write you know honestly it was harder to write but when i had deadlines i had to push through and so you do go ahead and do it yeah yeah i think that's like is challenging it can be you just have to get through it like i think it's like be tunnel vision when you have to like yeah. walk sometimes and just get it done and just like trust that it's gonna work itself out and like you know and then going back to the real world like you know the yeah. distractions the people the stuff you know yeah. i mean i literally used to have to wake up before everyone else just to get a little bit of quiet time so yeah. that you can hear yourself think otherwise it's you know yeah yeah i feel like the daydreaming is the one thing that i missed the most like I, for some reason i was like i think this past year i've been like in a weird state of anxiety that is just like it just keeps going and going and going and everything's so dire and I'm like I don't, like the the wishfulness of like you know what would happen a daydream like you know like a story you know, like, that is so so true that is exactly true you need to be in this place of being safe and happy and you know having a you know uh having the ability to luxury to think about and imagine stuff and when you're so worried in what's happening around you it's hard yeah so okay well let's change topic let's talk about something good let's talk about sister and sister of the bollywood ride so tell us the elevator page okay so it uh sister of the bollywood ride is about uh mini kapoor and she's a teenager it's basically about a, a kid a teenager trying to plan a big fat indian wedding <laughs> and you know what it is a huge project for somebody who's experienced you know event planners wedding planners to undertake and you're talking about a 17 year old who's you know between in her summer vacation between junior and senior year trying to pull this thing off but you know i just i i love writing this book i love writing this character because mini really loves her sister and mm -hmm. they lost their mom um a few years ago and there's nobody else to help her sister have this wonderful wedding that the mom would definitely had planned had she been alive and you know when you're an immigrant and you lose a parent you lose your connection to a lot of culture mm -hmm. and you lose your connection to you know the way life events would have been planned in your family because you know they are your connection back to your you know your heritage and your culture and all of that and this kid ends up figuring it all, all out on her own and people think it's you know it's not possible for someone to do that but i've seen kids who can pull off all kinds of things and she does so it's about a teenager planning a big wedding and just trying to come to terms with the grief and uh, of having lost her mother a while ago which she hadn't processed fully yet and just bring mm -hmm. a whole community together around her sister so let's talk wedding planning <laughs> what was your research process like to get the wedding planning part you know 
So, you know, I didn't have to do any research because this actually, this scenario actually happened in our family. So in 2011, Hurricane Irene um, hit Boston. We don't get a lot of hurricanes. We are not Florida. We are not, we don't get them, you know? Yeah. So when you're watching the news and this thing is coming up the coast, you're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to get to like, you know, I don't know. Um, Pennsylvania and, and stop or something you know but this thing just kept coming and it was my sister-in-law's wedding mm-hmm. and it actually hit it actually was predicted to you know land in Boston and really create havoc and she was having an outdoor wedding and it got cancelled and we actually had to you know somehow have completely replan the wedding with a day's notice so all of that research was there. And while it was happening, I was like, oh my God, this needs to be in a book. This needs to be in a book. Like somebody has to write this thing, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should do it. <laughs> I just did it. I love this. I love the real life inspires you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just like put a 17 year old to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I'm like, I know what to do. But you know, what if it was my daughter who was really young at the time? I'm like, what if I wasn't dear? How would she plan it? And I'm like, oh, she be fine she'd figure it out people would help you know and that's what ends up happening in the book is you know she she gets help from people and everybody just sort of gathers and carries her through it I love this and let's try to find match made Mindy Mindy is it is there okay tell us about tell us all about it because I actually it's on my TBR so I wouldn't know from your experience like (laughs) So Match Made in Mandy is about uh, Simran Sangha, who is, uh, she's growing up in New Jersey. She's a teenager and she comes from a long line of Indian matchmakers. So her mother and her grandmother and her aunts and all the women in her family going back a few generations have been matchmakers. So, and she kind of has that skill. She has that talent to -hmm. see when people are right for each other, but she doesn't want to get pushed into the family business. She has her own interests, art and all this other stuff that she wants to figure out. But she and her best friend decide to take the knowledge and you know the, the know-how and they have this book about matchmaking that was handed down in the family, all the techniques and tips in that book and turn it into an app. And that's what they do. So they make this app called Matched and it goes viral in her high school and it sets people up. It connects people who you would normally not have thought are right for each other and it creates total chaos and so you know that's where the book goes <laughs> oh my gosh I have to add this like you have me an app you know <laughs> teenagers creating an app and there's like there's like a port you're you're sort of like entrepreneurial like teenagers are like figure it out like that's kind of like your brand like they're like they have big projects they have big dreams they're like you know yeah. make this work <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, I have faith in young people, actually, honestly. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. They do. So what are you working next? So I have a couple of projects I'm working on next. And uh, one of them is a wire contemporary. And it's also set in the Boston area. And it has, you know, more to do with dance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about, you know, somebody whose mother owns a dance school. It's a really huge classical dance and with Indian teens is, is huge. Um, so that's one. And the other one is uh, fantasy, which is inspired by uh, Indian mythology and history. 
Ooh. And that's kind of been on the back burner for me for a very long time. And I really mm-hmm. want to dive into it and work on it as soon as I have some free time after this pandemic is over, mm-hmm. hopefully, and people go back and stop having conference calls in every corner <laughs> of the house. Yes. Oh. I can't wait. <laughs> so I asked this question um, to others, just an opportunity for them to recommend books that they have read, books they can stop crushing about. And it can be any type of book. It doesn't have to be like within the genre. Uh-huh. Um, so what would you recommend? So I, I read uh, this book, More Than Just a Pretty Face by Said Masood, and I loved it. It was awesome. I actually, you know, gave it a blurb and everything. And another book I really like is Ray Bearer by Jordan Ifuko. Yeah, yeah. And it has a sequel out now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, these are books that I I really loved. And uh, a book that I'm hoping to read starting Tuesday is uh, uh, those uh, The Marvelous Mirza Girls by Shiva Kareem. She was my co-organizer for Books for Hope, and she has a launch on Tuesday. Oh my and god. I'm dying to read it. So. <laughs> oh my god. And you're launching in the 25th. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have done nothing to promote our books. We've just been working on, you know, getting oh. the getting the fundraiser done. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So tell us where you can find you online. Uh, you can find me on my website, which is nandinibajpai.com and also on Twitter at nandinibajpai and on Instagram at nandinirb. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Nandini, for being in the chat. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. For book recommendations, author interview archives, and other fun book resources and tips, please visit watchreadnextblog.com. The Watch Read Next podcast is part of the Frolic Network. To discover new shows to listen and love, please visit frolic.media slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.